Well, we are here Tuesday afternoon special. Um, I know we talked over the weekend. We were going to do some questions for folks and put out there that we could answer or topics to talk about. But yesterday, um, the internet crashed. <laughs> yeah, man. Zuckerberg attacked us. What do you think that's about? Um, I don't know. There are spies, definitely, and they're trying to take us down. This is espionage. Um, no, I. <laughs> You're probably right. I I really don't know. Um, <laughs> we were talking off camera. Like, it's, it's, for me, it's just like, it, well, it actually does affect my business. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. Doing social media management. But like, I didn't really care. If anything, it, it, it made my day healthier mentally because I looked at social media less. I think that should go out twice a week. What, social media is just down? Yeah, fuck You just it. can't use it? Well, what really changed in your life over those six hours? Because you weren't able to access it. Nothing. But that's you and me. Imagine all the people out there that were literally losing their shit. Like, when people say the internet was down, no, three sites were down. Not even sites, apps. Yeah, yeah. Like, two of them, you like, Facebook is the only one of those three that you can access on the internet. I mean, you can access Instagram, but you can't use any of its features other than looking at people's stuff. Yeah, I just thought it was, uh, it was a neat time. It was a neat time, but that brought us back to us wanting to put some questions out there for our Instagram people to ask us. Um, we've had an influx since our new site has been online and we have a section at levityfloatstudio.com slash floatcast where you go down about a third of the page and you can drop a question in and we've had a handful over the past couple of weeks. So I figured it was good to dip into the mailbag and kind of, uh, see what people were talking about and what, I don't know. I don't know if advice is the right word, but we picked out five good ones, and if we get through five, great. But I'd say, I mean, not every single one is advice, but people want advice, and I don't think that's a bad thing. It's, it's kind of cool that you you guys out there trust us or think that we're worthy of <laughs> providing advice. I don't know shit. I'm fucking up in life. I don't know why you're... No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that's why I like, well, we'll read these, and we'll get them out to the people, and uh, always welcome to drop a comment of what you think of the situation as well but we pulled up five we're here tuesday afternoon it's beautiful out so let's let's get into it man let's um, do it super cool to um go back and look at some of these questions i'll start up at the top one here um and i just put them on my phone there was no way i was sitting with a laptop in my <laughs> lap for the whole time that's fine um let's get it. so right on the subject of this one is tell me am i wrong from some guy 77 um, if you go to the site and you want to be anonymous, just tell us you want to be anonymous too. We have a couple of those to read, but tell me, am I wrong? My girlfriend won't make any time for me. I haven't seen her in three weeks and my birthday was in the middle of that. She doesn't answer my text and then she sends me pics of her out with her friends. When I ask her about it, she gets mad and calls me names and starts big fights. She said she can't spend time with me on weekends because Saturdays are for her daughter and Sundays are her me time. Weekdays, she works 7 to 7, then does DoorDash to save money for a trip home. She says she can spend time with me next year, but until then, I'm not important. And yes, she said that with an exclamation point. She says she loves me, but it sure as hell doesn't feel like it. I understand family is important, but I feel if she loved me, she would see me more than once a month, or at least talk to me and would have done something for my birthday, or at least come and see me. I feel like I'm being gaslit. Am I wrong? Please. <laughs> Sir? Um, 
Some guy. 77. 77. You just need to get up and walk away. Next question, please. I, don't, <laughs> I can't spend more time on that. You have to, man. He. Uh, so, listen, I think we've all been there. I think one of the missing pieces of this is age. Because if that's a 17-year-old writing in, I can, I can grasp that. But if 77... That's not a 17-year-old. That's not a 17-year-old, right? That's a birthday year. That's a 1977 birthday year, unless it's a football number. Oh, wait, you think? No, I don't know. The reason I said that that's not a 17-year-old relationship is because most 17-year-olds, and you know, some are different, aren't away from home. So what are you saving up for a trip to go home? And at 17, you're just getting your license or you don't even have it. And there's a daughter. She has a daughter. So, yeah, it's not a 17-year-old. We're talking about an adult. Um, I don't know, man. I think we've all been there, but at a certain point, I think he kind of outlined all of the red flags. Yeah. um, I think you got to be real thankful that, one, it didn't sound like he has a daughter with her. And, two, they're not married. They're not living together. But I can't fathom how we go any other way than telling this dude to, like, Okay, so there's a problem here, obviously. Let, let's let's bypass that. He wrote it out on the wall. They're not in a relationship. She doesn't love him. All of that. Yeah. Let's take a step back and tell this young man what he can do to move forward. Love yourself. That's first. And in doing so, you need to recognize your own worth and your own value. And you're not being <laughs> valued in the slightest in this situation. Dude, it sounds like you're trying to sell me essential oils. I mean, I got some in my pocket. <laughs> You ready? <laughs> I think this dude needs to take a look at himself. Look around your place. Like that your that self-esteem is that low that I'll let somebody treat me like this. I'll let them do this, push me to the side, and I'm still kind of asking for their attention and asking, am I doing the right thing or am I wrong? Man, look around your apartment, look around your house, wherever you're at right now, and start cleaning shit up. Start getting yourself a schedule to occupy your mind. If you're working one job and that's not occupying everything and you're still thinking of this situation, go work out. Go for a walk. Um, join a gym. Join a jiu-jitsu club. Something that's going to help you get away from this situation because she's not doing anything wrong. I think, she's, I think this girl's pretty clear with this dude that there's no real attention here. Him saying that she said she loves him, I'm not buying it if they're not seeing each other but once a month. Um, I think this is somebody that needs some more confidence in themselves, needs to look around and find value in themselves. And the first one, look around your apartment or wherever you're at and start cleaning things up. Start simplifying your life and realize that you're worth more than somebody that only wants to spend, you know, one day a month with you. You buried him. (laughs) I didn't bury him. I said, just like, love yourself. That was how I started off. And then you took it to me trying to sell essential oils. (laughs) Find value. Know that you're worth more. I think that that's that's good advice. I mean, that's essentially what you said. Um, I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, Definitely, you could start small. I the one thing I would say is I don't necessarily think that you have to do things to occupy your mind in other ways. I think you just need to fill your mind with positivity in the sense of valuing and loving yourself. And you know, break up with this. I mean, it's not even really just walk away from the situation and don't chase someone else. Like the best relationships, be it friends or lovers, um, significant other, whatever you want to say, happen uh, almost. You fall into them. I mean, those are kind of the best situations in life in general. So just like, 
just be yourself and work on being the best self that you can be. Yeah, man. I, I honest to goodness, joking aside, I read that and I felt really bad for this person. No matter where they are in the stage of the game of age, I just felt like, man, just such low self-esteem and such so little self-worth that it's important to refocus. Um, yeah. So there's that, man. Some guy 77. Hope we helped you out. We're going to hook you up with a t-shirt and some swag. Um, question two. This one came in from the name was anonymous 412. So what to do when you are the toxic one in the relationship? Well, kudos to you for recognizing that you're toxic because <laughs> most of the time the toxic person doesn't know it. I think I just realized that I might be the toxic one in my relationship and not him. Everything I say seems to trigger an argument and my judgment is usually clouded by my traumas from past relationships. I also struggle with expressing myself in a healthy way. What do you think I should do? I am considering just breaking up because I don't want to continue hurting my boyfriend and so that I can work on myself before getting in a relationship. He thinks that I give up too easily when I told him that we should break up. But the thing is, my toxic cycle ha has been repeating for months and I thought I was improving. But based on his reaction, apparently not. Kind of lost on what to do here. Please help. That's a tough one. Like I said before, though, kudos to you for recognizing your own toxicity. That's difficult to do, and that shows a, a vast sign of maturity, or at least maturing. So that a, deserves a clap clap. Um, I don't know. I like. I don't necessarily think your boyfriend's right in saying you give up too easily, but it's a weird thing where it's like if you really see a future with this person and they're willing to stick by you through your toxic cycles, then it's possible to make it through. That becomes a question of do you want to do it with this person or do you want to do it alone? And then, um, I don't know, I am a believer in that like corny, corny quote, like if you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, it's yours forever. If it doesn't, then it was never yours. So, you know, then you, you could break up and if you really feel strongly, maybe you'll end up back together or you won't. But I I th sorry, but I think it's a question of do do you want to go through your struggle with another person or by yourself? I think we're missing a lot of lot of info here. If I'm being honest, when I read that question, um, I would want to know what their toxic behavior is because of her toxic behavior. And this just happened. We'll touch on this in a second with the John Jones news of him being arrested for domestic violence. But um, if his definition of her behavior being toxic or her thinking that her doing certain things that are appropriate in a relationship, like maybe she really enjoys going out with her friends, but that causes a big fight because he's insecure mm. and it's labeled as toxic. Um, I think we're missing quite a bit of info here to say if they should break up or not. I think you're absolutely leaning into the right um, turn that if it's something they want to go through, but if she also feels like, hey, this is time that I need a way to work on myself and figure things out and maybe get a better calibration on her feelings and emotions, I think that would be wise. But I feel like I almost wish we could talk to these people and yeah. uh, like do a chat with them to see kind of what that toxic behavior is. Because maybe he's just a real jerk and an insecure dude who makes her feel bad about doing things that she wants to do that aren't necessarily harmful to the relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know, with any question or any situation, we don't know the full picture. There's three sides to every story. 
So, I mean, I was more just speaking on like with what we were given, but frankly, yeah, I mean, he could just like, she, like, I think there's a difference between reactions and responses and Mm. she used the word reaction. And if she is at all cognizant of that, then I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe her toxic behavior is like saying, Hey babe, could you pass the salt? And he's like, I fucking hate salt. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you never get that fucking ranch dressing (laughs) off my table. (laughs) Yeah. It's like hillbilly ass and barbecue sauce. <laughs> no. We're a blue cheese only family. Yeah, sweetie. yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, I think it's real important. I don't want to pass any judgment on either side of the party. Maybe the dude's just, you know, really wants to be with this girl, and maybe yeah. she does have. She shared some past traumas. Maybe she was in a abusive relationship, or something happened to her as you know, as a human that makes her struggle with regular type things but in the same the other end of that coin the other side of that coin is maybe she just wants to go out with her friends maybe she wants to pursue a different career maybe she wants to stay home with her kid maybe it's so I guess it's real tough to say I think it's important to be aware of yourself and as you said man I I would back that 100% the fact that she's aware that there is some toxic behaviors is important to work on yeah Uh, I didn't even realize that she said this, but I think it more likely is truthful that she's toxic just because no, no, that came off. But it's because she literally said it's she defined it, you know, to, you know, as best she could on the Internet to random strangers. But she said it's past trauma from past relationships. And of course, you know, the dude could just be like gaslighting her and being a dick. And maybe it's not that. But. If it is, like I said, kudos to your maturity level and just, you know, figure out if this is something that you want to do on your own or if you think this person is worth going through the fire with. Fuck your table salt is what you said. Yeah, man. I mean, we only use pink Himalayan in my crib. That's, yeah. Um, this is a good question, Anonymous 412. Absolutely love and support you. Appreciate you writing in. But, uh, yeah, we would need a little more. But do you, if you're aware that something's going on, maybe it is best to take a step back and reevaluate your relationship. Yep. Another anonymous one. This one's good, man. I think you'll really appreciate this one. Okay. Um, sh- subject is, should I take a pay cut for a better job and quit my very toxic one? Another toxic question. I hate my job. It's disgustingly toxic. And I'm real tired of my damn boss and everyone in there. I literally got diagnosed with depression within five months of taking it, and I had to find a therapist. I've decided my mental health is more important than a paycheck. I don't sleep. I get sick easier. Now I'm just tired of being there. I'm not happy. I know if I'd leave, I'd take a pay cut for now since I was getting paid more because I negotiated a pretty hard since I knew it was a lot but didn't think it was this bad. Okay. I think she negotiated for a higher salary knowing it was a tough workplace. I've been working from home since March, double the work, double the micromanaging. Yesterday, my boss told me effectively today to come back into work, into the office, since she feels it'll be better for me. No, it will not be. My best friend told me to apply to her job saying I'll love it. Should I do that and just put my two weeks in? It'll be a pay cut by $5 an hour. Yes. So her friend said that you can apply for whatever position that her friend's doing, I guess, to leave. Yeah. Um, I mean, we discuss this a lot on episodes with guests, episodes without. Like, you know, mental health is one of the most important things of in, an individual's being. And uh, 
I mean, you could make that $5 an hour up either. Maybe you start a, a side hustle or a hobby or you could work your way up in the new position. Like you can get that money back in time. I mean, yeah, I get it. It's, you know, maybe, maybe you got to get rid of Hulu for a few months. <laughs> maybe, but you know, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I definitely think it's it's worth it to take the pay cut because, like I said, mental health is so important. Happiness is important. And ultimately, if this is your career and something that you love to do, then it shouldn't be impacted negatively by your environment. You should have a good team around you. You should have um, people that you can reach out to for help and not feel micromanaged. You should be able to, you know, create kind of the reality you want with it. Yeah, right on, man. I, I, you know, fully support that. When you're talking a difference of $5 an hour, I know, like you said, that sucks. But at the same time, you're not going to miss that. And if you're really working with a therapist now because of this job, what's that costing you? True. Um, just your general mental health and ability to enjoy life. You can't sell that away for $5 more an hour. That's not even a, that's not even a Subway sandwich. Yeah. And I mean, also... To, to start off, you know, your friend is getting you or helping you get this other job. You're already starting off working with someone that you're tight with, someone that's willing to reach out and pick you up when you're down. You know, that's already, that's a, that's a good place to be. I guess what, for me, I, yeah, I listen, that was another anonymous one. Um, probably doesn't want her employer knowing that uh, <laughs> fucking hate job sucks. damn job. Um, yeah, yeah you, she said my damn boss. I know. So she was flustered but i think it's yeah move on do something else it's not worth it um for your mental health just your stability five dollars you'll never think of it again but troy what i was going to ask you to piggyback on that question was for somebody that's stuck in that position i know you and i are blessed to talk with so many people that made that jump that whether Mm -hmm. it be zach rudder nate pants um (laughs) all the people that were in a nine to five or living a traditional life that found what they were doing what are your thoughts on those folks that are out there right now struggling, upset, just like this girl, but don't know what they want to do next? Um, I'm going to take a, a, a quick page from Gary V and mix it with my own thoughts. Um, the Gary V portion is like, especially if you're younger and by younger, I mean in like your late teens to early 20s, just try shit like outside of doing social media in this podcast. I'm a musician and like a lot of my friends back home are musicians and I never knew that I could do that, but I just tried it. And now it's like, I've gone on tour. I've done all this. Like, you know, you got to try things to know what you want. If all you've ever done in life is go to school, play soccer for your school's team, and then come home and do homework and eat dinner. Well, like you don't have much experience to base your likes and dislikes on. So I think you got to try things. And I also think knowing what you want to do, besides experience comes with like a lot of inner work like self-reflection and stuff because part of figuring out what you want to do also comes back to something we talk about a lot your why so like we can use an example of someone like uh, sydney the owner of Niplids. you know she loves fashion and clothing but her why is because her grandmother or godmother had breast cancer and so 20 percent of her proceeds goes towards breast cancer foundations her entire clothing line is based off of that so i think i think it's important to know yourself 
as well. And e- even like if you are a person that has been fortunate enough to experience a significant amount of things, if you scan back in your memory banks, you know, you might remember that, wow, from fifth grade through high school, I um, wakeboarded every single day and I was amazing at it and I won awards. But, you know, then I got my nine to five and I don't even live near a beach. I just picked a random thing, but like you can figure things out like that. Yeah, and it it all starts with being able to step outside of that comfort zone, of that yeah. nice routine. Everybody loves that, but that's not where that's not where the gold is. Um, yeah, I just think more and more as people pass through here, um, being in our seventh year of business and just talking to people before and after their floats, and you know hosting guests here for our podcast, it's always amazing to me the people that know that they are not on the right path and that stick with the path that they're on. Um, yeah. And I know we've had conversations before whether they're on or off camera of how as you age, that window of opportunity closes. And when you get things like children, a mortgage, that window slowly closes more and more and you're almost in that trap. When that window closes, you're in the trap. You're in the game of now I have to go to work nine to five. I can't. Um, I can't take time off to practice piano, to practice my drawing. So in that early stage, I think it's so important to try as many different things and make them available. And if people don't want to do it with you, do it by yourself. I hear the big thing of like people that uh, are afraid to go out to restaurants and eat by themselves or go to the movies by yourselves. <laughs> I will never be afraid to eat <laughs> in a restaurant <laughs> by myself. And I don't know how you I could saw be. you light up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Food is delicious, people. Eat as much of it as you can before you die. Yeah. Um, But like I said, man, super important to just kind of take your own temperature and realize, like, are you happy? Are you not? What can I do? Small steps to move on out of the path that you're on and onto the right one. And uh, you're going to have to... just going to have to go through it. The farther you are down that path of comfort, the more difficult it is to make that left turn and get get on the right path. Yeah, um, you used a great word there, comfort. And I actually saw a little uh, Nipsey Hussle clip before coming mm. in here. You know, like the the path less traveled is supposed to feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to be a bit of a burden. And um, I think you have to embrace those things. You know, I'm sure when you started this business, I can definitely say when I started mine, you know, I had times where I had a lot less money for basic necessities like food and stuff. You know, there were times where though there were months that you're like, fuck, I just got like rent money. But those are those are kind of some of the best times, too. Well, we, it weeds people out. It weeds people yes. out. You know who's going to pass through that keyhole and who's not. Who's OK with eating Pop-Tarts for dinner and who's not. <laughs> Who wants a new shiny car and who doesn't. Um, who wants the new clothes and who's willing to sacrifice the now for what you can achieve later. Yep. I think it weeds a lot of people out. Um, I hear a lot of stories from entrepreneurs that share things that are moments of humility where this month, I, of course I made rent, but got to eat too. Got the light bill's coming. I think that will stop 90% of people through to getting their self-actualization mm-hmm. getting where they want to go because it's goddamn uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's scary and all you have to do is go get a nine to five just forget about it just get a nine to five all your bills will be covered and uh so 
if you're out there struggling, know, know that we, we love you and uh, we can absolutely empathize with that feeling of feeling stuck in a position. But you can do it. If you're hearing our voices, you can do it. So while that opportunity, the window may be closing, it's not closed yet. So keep working and just chase it. Well said. Dude, we had another one. So those last couple were from women. And it was like, you can tell, like, really thought out well. But <laughs> question four. Shots fired at dudes. <laughs> we don't think shit through. Well, let me read this next one and you'll be like, oh, I get it. Question four. This was from Nick. What is the body part you would most easily part with? Appendix and tonsils do not count. You didn't make us look good, Nick. You really didn't. I was counting on you to be our savior. He was. He didn't come through on this one. What Not would you get all. rid of, buddy? Um. Well, if I can only get rid of one, I would get rid of an ear, because I can still hear out of the other one. I could easily just, you know, act like I'm edgy and extreme, like Van Gogh. You know, maybe that'll take me places. Maybe it won't. Mm. <laughs> um. I don't really know, though. I think that's probably my first choice because I would still be able to hear. Makes sense. I would take off my uh, my right ring finger. I don't want to be that too. Like, well, I got my uh, wedding finger cut off, so I don't have to wear a wedding. I would get the right ring finger cut off. I feel like you can still grip things pretty easily. Um, I don't know if that's what he meant or if that's that's cheating. If he meant like arm, mm-hmm. hand. All right. Well, let's do it both ways. So mm-hmm. we did a cheating. What would you get rid of if you had to get rid of a whole body part? I would give up my fuck. That's real tough, man. You're you're well. You're essentially looking at feet, hands, arms, or legs. Yeah. I would go. I would go left hand. And <laughs> Jamin's got the stank face on camera. Oh uh, shit. You don't agree? What would you give up? I'm giving up a foot. Why a foot? Really. I was thinking that too. Really? Well, God damn it. I feel like I was cheated on that one. I forgot the cheat code. I went with left hand because I'm right-handed. I figured I could still like, if it was my right hand, there's, I'm Foxville for writing or doing like. Well, what do you have to write in this day and age? It's, you could do everything on the computer and you could smash a keyboard with a stub. Man. I, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I guess I, it's a bit cheating though. What would you go with if it was a whole body part? What would you say? I would think I would go with the leg for the prosthetic. <laughs> he hacked the system. That's why he's the smartest man in the room. He just knew. He, he went leg or uh, prosthetics. That's a good question, Nick. We'll hook you up with a t-shirt too, buddy. Um, Besides, then if I get rid of my legs, both of them, you know, in like, let's say five years, technology is just next level and I can have robot legs. I'll run ultra marathons and no one will know and I'll beat everyone. <laughs> Bro, it doesn't work that way. Oh, it definitely works that way, at I, least in my fantasies. I think uh, I think with robotics, the grip is one of the most difficult things that they can try to master with mm-hmm. robotics. Um, there's just some different pressure points and different things. So, yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards. That didn't even enter the processor of having a prosthetic foot, but, yeah, it's a good one. Um Nothing else? <laughs> no, like I said, Nick, you just you ruined it for all, man. <laughs> Listen, we're not coming in great here for this uh, question five. Um, we talked about this one before we went on live. 
Um, but let's read it. Okay. This is from It's Me, It's Me, 1989. And the subject was probably looking into this too much, but, and there's four T's on the butt, so it's pretty serious. <laughs> I went and got my hair cut the other day from Ba Ba Ba. And I love that place. Guys, if you mention a local spot and it's not like you're hyping it up, we're probably not going to mention it unless it's some like ridiculous um, interaction. So if it's really praising them, we'll, we'll shout them out. If it's super crazy, some Karen interaction, we'll absolutely shout it out. But um, You love Karens. Dude, I fucking love Karens. Um, so I went, this dude went and got his hair. Love that place. Anyway, the girl who cut my hair was, of course, cutting my hair. Thanks, we didn't quite catch that. But as soon as she finished, one of the other girls there that works there looked at me randomly and said, it looks good. Okay, so she liked how my hair came out that day, but she also works at a haircut place. So it may have been the setting, but is this something? Is there something there? I've not been back since, since I don't need my haircut yet. But I kind of just want to see if there was really anything else. And if there is, how do I go about it? As soon as you get back there, just drop on your knees and propose. Because she's all about it. <sighs> That's all I have for that one. Listen, I don't know what's going on with these guys. That was two. That was two. The first one, like... I wish we had a third so that way, you know, maybe we could have a, a savior. Because these were just two Homer Simpsons that we got. I don't... Okay, so I've never been that guy that thought the bartender loved me. But <laughs> that was a good example. But we've all had that friend who doesn't get it, right? This yeah. sounds to me like the friend who just didn't get it. And not even that that hairdresser that wasn't cutting his hair was complimenting him. She might have been complimenting the hairdresser of like, hey, that yeah. looks good. Good job, Sally. This is, you know, this is your first week. Or this is your first, you know, whatever. And this guy took it as like a pass. So let's take this moment and use it's me, it's me, it's me, whatever. Let's say that's our friend. Let's have that talk with him <laughs> so he doesn't step out. And really make a fool of himself. Because right now, the guy just wrote in for some advice or, hey, is this... Listen, yeah. he's not saying she loved me. Yeah. I'm asking her out. This man seems like he's in the yellow zone and can go either way. I mean, realistically, because it can go either way. If you think she's attractive, and I would say this to anyone, if you think she's attractive, maybe you know some other things about her, like you like her personality. I don't think it's, you know, take take make a move. Like, talk to her at least. Like... I'm just saying, like, you don't have to be aggressive, but you can actually open up conversation outside of your hair looking good. Maybe find out what color she likes. You know, something basic. Start there. <laughs> wow, man. I Same. Like, if that was in the moment, that was, that was your moment to grasp it. But obviously, whether it was confidence, self-esteem, or just caught off guard, he didn't know what to do. Um, next time going in, just talk to her. So many people once think they have to do some grandiose thing yeah. to like, and it's not. If this hairdresser was into you, the next time you go in, she's going to be looking to talk with you too. 
Hey, how you doing? Saw you here last time. You think I should get my hair cut the same way? You said it looked good. Did we just become a relationship podcast? I think so. Um, live, laugh, love. <laughs> the levity date cast. That's not what this is, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy needs to absolutely try, but not aggressively. Um, Definitely. The probability was that she was just making a passive comment, man. Um, if that, if that's the truth, that's not what you want to hear. And it sounded like when you wrote it that you were kind of hopeful that uh, it was a little more. It really doesn't sound like it, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, you know, dudes, let's just let's take a step back and not think that every female that says hi to us just <laughs> wants some. Hello is hello. Oftentimes. I, I find it like it's you'll run into these situations and people share these thoughts and they'll share this is what happened and i'm always so taken back because it's like i just can't how do you get there how do you get there from getting your hair cut they give you the mirror she's so into me and yeah this oh hey that looks good oh man oh, she totally wants it yeah like <laughs> i just i don't know i i just picture your typical meathead yeah that's what I mean. And I'm not saying that's what this guy is. Um, but I just think, man, sometimes you have to step the fuck back. And like, if this person just paid you a compliment, sometimes it's okay to just accept that compliment. And that's yeah. all the more it is. Yeah. I mean, these are the dudes that fuck things up when you're walking down the street and you smile at somebody. <laughs> yeah, I know. You hit the nail on the head. Get a smile and then it's over. Yeah, and it's like, no, I want a shirt that says, like, I'm not that guy. Like, it really is just a passing <laughs> of the, like, hey, how how you doing? Good morning. Um, but there there are. I mean, that's been a two-week span, and we had at least a handful of those of, like, is she into me? Sometimes it just is what it is, man. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to add to this one. It's just too don't funny cruel. to me. Yeah. I'm so- <laughs> He's... Listen, this dude wrote in. He wanted some info. Um, at least he didn't act on it. At least he came to yes. us first. Listen, we trust you with that, dude. Um, we'll be honest with you. It sounds like she was just paying you a compliment. Don't be that creepy dude that goes too deep because some girl said hi. And if you do like her, if you felt there was some level of connection, we weren't there. Maybe they gave each other some glances or who knows. Yeah. Then just be a normal dude and try to have a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Start there. And if it goes great, more power to you mm-hmm. but you'll know within the first 30 seconds yes i agree with everything <laughs> i know you have more to say and you're waiting to cut a promo let's not <laughs> I'm, not I'm not saying anything <laughs> exactly I- exactly um man that's what like i think it's so important that uh i don't know you just be mindful i think of all those five questions a lot of them were just self-awareness and sometimes people just need reassured that they're either on the right path or they did the right thing or it's okay to try a new career path. Um, but yeah, that I never understood that, but obviously there's people out there that get a little bit of attention and just go overboard. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's various reasons why too, you know, maybe didn't get a lot of attention you felt when you were younger or whatever, but like you said, self-awareness is, is key in this arena. Certainly. If you have questions, guys, go to levityfloatstudio.com slash floatcast and about a third of the way down, you'll see a place to fill out a form. Drop us a question. We'll hook you up with some gear and send it your way. And uh, like I said, if you want it to be anonymous, 
because you're talking shit about your boss or your significant other or anything like that. We're happy to keep it anonymous too. Um, but big John Jones news I wanted to come back to. Did you see what happened with him in Vegas? I just know he got arrested. That, that's why I smiled before. I, I didn't know it was for domestic abuse. Yeah, so he's been engaged to this woman for, I think, 12 years. Her name's Jessie Moses. She's from Upper New York. And they have three kids together, three daughters. And John was in Vegas to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame for his first fight with Alexander Gustafsson. They put fights in. They're epic fights, and he was there for that. And he walked the red carpet with his family and his three girls, and it looked great, man. He looked in great shape. He was in good spirits. He did a few interviews. That night, his fiance went down to the front desk with a bloody lip, bloody nose, blood all over his shirt with three daughters and was too afraid to go back up into the room. So security calls the police. And if you Google the, uh, the audios out there for the, to hear the security call the police to describe everything for the fiance to be right there. And uh, so the police came, and I guess they kind of surrounded John and were telling him, like, hey, you're, listen, this, you got to go in. We're taking you in. And he challenged all of them to a fight and then proceeded to slam his head into the car, the cruiser. And dependent on the size of the dent, which was written up as a medium-sized dent, he may be charged with a felony in due time. But the big thing, I don't give a shit about that, but he went up. And the story is, he went up to his room, got $10,000 to go to a club. His fiance was okay with that. Whatever. Going to a strip club, grab ten grand out of the, out of the uh, wallet. And then he came back at four in the morning and beat the shit out of her. In, in a room with his three daughters. Um, that apology that he, it wasn't even an apology. The thing that shows me what a sick human being this dude is, is his Instagram, his response was him doing like, and, and it wasn't even timed, like he, him doing like uh, bench press and like some fucking 14 year old deep quotes on it of like this, I'm going to turn this into the best thing. And it was like, he wasn't even there. He wasn't even in camp. He wasn't in, even in Arizona. Like he was somewhere else. That was old footage. And not once was it like, I'm really sorry for what I did. Um, yeah, I'm just going to bang the I hate John Jones drum until, until he's no longer in the public presence. I just think stuff like that is irreprehensible, and I hope the UFC keeps him so he gets his ass beat. Do you actually think he will get his ass beat? Yeah, John's not. Without steroids, John, John was amazing talent when he was young. But you can see it on someone's face, man. You can see on someone's face when they've lived a very hard life. And John's been partying hard. I'm not talking about just smoking weed. And I'm talking about, like, partying hard for years. And his avocation is getting punched in the head. So it's not like he has too many opportunities not to have brain trauma. Yeah. And partying hard for years and years and years. And... uh He's just not the man that he was. And you don't get better at doing something by not doing it. And he hasn't fought for two years, two and a half years. He enters the heavyweight division. I hope Francis Ngannou takes his head off into the seventh row. Yeah, I did not know the depth of the situation. Um, 
I don't have much to say on I agree with what you're saying. Like he He's a shitty person. I hope he can get help. That's that's what I hope. Yeah, I don't know what there is to help with with that when someone's a true sociopath. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's a sociopath. He has alcohol. He's an alcoholic. Like he's got issues with that, and that probably stems from something deeper. I wouldn't say he should just label him a sociopath. Um, I you think, know more though. Well, no, I no, it's not that man. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think the people that need help are his fiance and his three daughters because his daughters aren't babies anymore. The one said, "Why don't you please call the police?" When they were at the when they were at the security thing. And his daughter was like, you need to call the police. Because the fiancé was like, ah, no, I just need another room key. But she was acting really weird. She didn't want to go back to the room. So the security was like, well, I mean, what's going on here? You have blood on yourself. What's And the younger, and one of the old daughters was like, uh, can, can you please call the police? What the fuck? Like, I can't. I don't know. I don't have that pass where I can go home, grab 10 Gs, and go to the strip club, and it'd be okay. So, like, you have to figure that happened. Yeah. Which his wife, his fiance of 12 fucking years was okay with. So when he gets home, what happens between the time he walks through that hotel room door and he bloodies her nose and lip that's so bad in front of three girls, three young girls. The man's 255 pounds, unquestionably one of the greatest combat fighters of all time. His wife is like 120 pounds of nothing. Like... I don't think he needs help. I think those girls and the fiance need help. Um, I'd say they all do. Yeah. I, uh, that was all the, all the more fight news for the week, though, man. There was nothing else that really popped off. We have Tyson Fury and um, Adrian Wilder this Saturday night. You have any picks on that? Wait, Tyson and Deontay? Is this? Yeah, Saturday, the 9th. Oh, wow. I, like, uh, I don't have any picks. No, I'm... I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm just, see what happens. Tyson Fury's going to get him. I think it's going to be another one, but we'll see. The bomber always has that heavy hand that can put him to sleep. Yeah. He made him do The Undertaker the first time, so. Um, yeah, man, that was all the other fight news. We had Facebook go down. Um, nothing really else going on this week. No. Saturday, you're going to be with Ivan up in New York. Yeah, I mean, uh, another empanada competition. Just filming, capturing it all. How many people are going to be up there this time? I that I have no idea. I'm, I kind of just roll through, do my portion of the job, and <laughs> watch Ivan sweat. Oh, he's such a good dude. I'm glad to see it happen. I hope he comes home with another trophy, dude. I think um, he will. But listen, guys, if you're stressed out, head over to ScheduleYourFloat.com and get yourself a, right with a 60 or 90-minute float. Also, thank you to everybody that wrote in a question. The five that we used, we're going to mail you some shirts. If you yourself have a question or just you know want to throw something out there for us to talk about, head over to LevityFloatStudio.com slash FloatCast. It's about a third of the way down. Fill out a form, and we'll get back to you. Lots of love to you guys. We're out of here. I wanna relax, relax, put my mind at ease Good friends and good vibes, now that's all I need When life hurts, come down and float and levity Let your problems wash away into serenity, whoa